1: Welcome to another episode of WA Exposé, a podcast about local arts by local artists. As always, I'm your host, Aria Scarlett, with the immense privilege of recording this podcast on Wajak Nunga Budja. Today's guest grew up in the circus as the son of a clown and was always destined to be a performer, immersing himself in his culture and becoming an accomplished didgeridoo player, cultural dancer and representative. When he came of age, the world of striptease and kink called to him becoming the best and most knowledgeable at whatever he set his mind to was his motivation. Eventually, he won titles such as Mr. Entertainer and the Hulky Hunk Award. Stepping into Burlesque of late has opened up a whole new world where all of these multifaceted skills can be utilised in one place. Notably, being part of the award-winning French show Kings of Boylesque, produced by Carl Chaosk, and creating an Akro Shabari Actuary in the world premiere of Pramad Promenade. I've said this so many times in my head and I've pronounced it so many times and I get it wrong every time. Promenade a with partner Wildcat. Was that better? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out, world. Some exciting things are in the works with the stopping man of many talents. It's, of course, Johnny Wild. How are you, Johnny?
0: I'm good. Thank you.
1: Very good. Okay, cool. Besides me making a complete bastardization of your incredible duo act with Wildcat we got through that. (laughs) Um, okay. So you obviously have done many, many incredible things in the world of art. Uh, why a career in the arts at all? Um,
0: it's, it's one way that I get to let out some sort of like creative, um, well, I'm stuck on my words here. Uh,
1: that's what editing's for.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, I I just needed a creative, like a creative outlet and, um, that That fulfills that, and then growing up um if i'm if I 'm always sitting still, I just go to sleep because I have a sleeping disorder, so right. being physical helps me stay awake just as easily as you know taking my drugs, so yeah, yeah. um being a performer i'm moving around mm. i'm releasing a creative outlet um yeah it's it's just something i've always enjoyed. Mm. Yeah, and my dad also pushed me into being a performer a little bit, so <laughs> that always helped.
1: Just like the gentle, the gentle shove <laughs> towards the arts, we love that. Yeah. Normally, it's the hey, maybe don't, maybe don't do that. So we love, I <laughs> love it when it's the other way around. <laughs> it's always way more fun. Um, so growing up, obviously, Nirbayo mentioned that you were the son of a clown. What was that sort of experience like for you watching a lot of different circus artistry?
0: Well, I didn't actually meet my dad until I was about uh, twelve. Right. So before that, um, I got into circus through uh, another performer who, um, so he came and is a guy named Joe Bolton, came to my school Mm. and did a circus program and um, he asked if anyone wanted to get up on stage and uh, be like a volunteer to stand on his shoulders and I was the only person who didn't want to, so (laughs) he picked me and Ah. um, yeah, everybody cheered and clapped when I stood up on his shoulders and you know, it just felt, you know, it felt really good to be the center of attention. I was ah. always, I was always shy and didn't like it, but then doing it on stage, it was like a, a different version of myself. It's so really
1: interesting because that could have gone either way. You either could like shat bricks or it could have been really invigorating. So it's good that it was, you know, this way, not that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's actually an interesting story because Joe, his dad is Reg Bolton, which is yes. pretty, pretty famous guy in, yeah. um, in Australia. So he died 2017 I think maybe, maybe a few years before that
1: my time warp is a circle ever since 2020 so I'm not very good at dates anymore hey. yeah but yeah.
0: so Joe's dad actually got my dad into circus when oh, he was in wow. school as well Small world. So, yeah so I met my dad when I was about 12 and that's when I found out he got into circus through uh Joe's dad so mm. it was a bit it was a bit weird meeting him and then realizing we're both in circus and then he kind of pushed me because like I like performing but um I was always too shy to get myself there. Yes, yeah. Yeah, so any time there was an opportunity to perform, he wouldn't tell me, oh, you know, I got you a gig to perform um, next week. He would pretty much just be like, oh, hey, what are you doing this afternoon?
1: Oh, crap. Yeah,
0: yeah, and then he's like, oh, well, here's here's a gig you've got to do. Jump on stage. You're on pretty much now. So
1: <laughs> wow.
0: That's, that's how he um, pushed me into doing it. It wasn't that he, like, forced me to do anything. He knew mm. I wanted to, but... I was just too shy to. That's one way to fight
1: anxiety, though, is to just be like, "Here's a situation where you have to consistently combat it on a regular basis without like warning."
0: Yeah, yeah. Not a bad way to. Not a bad way to. It it. was. (laughs) Yeah, it happened a lot though, because it was circus shows. Um, He did the same thing with stand-up comedy competitions. Wow. Um, first, I think the first gig I did that he pushed me into was. I just learnt to play the didgeridoo. Mm. I think I was about fourteen, and he double booked a gig and then got me to cover one of those. And I just learnt, so it was that wow. was that was pretty scary. But yeah. um, I think after I did that, that's when he felt comfortable to just push me in the deep end with everything else.
1: Were there a lot of like didgeridoo aficionados in the crowd who like knew like how it should sound and what like what's up like in that audience that time?
0: No, the the first gig I did for didgeridoo was they had this. Um, soccer program for indigenous kids mm. and um it was a european soccer team that was coming over running a little program for them okay sort of sort of outreach program so yeah. i was playing for them so they were all English uh, and some English soccer team. So I was playing for them. So I don't think they'd heard it before.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, you can get away with a lot then. (laughs) You sort of be like, this is how it goes. And also shut up. Don't tell me that I'm wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So from this sort of like consistent experience, what sort of performances obviously did you do? What sort of circus arts were you performing? Were you like a a flyer? Were you like, what sort of things were you doing?
0: I did a little bit of flying when I first started because I was really small as a kid. I was short and light and then I had a growth spurt in high school mm. and I had to be a bass. Yeah. Um, I was still small for other performers that I was working with that were older, but um, everyone my age was all... they like, um, we're not
1: throwing you anywhere.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I ended up getting pretty strong pretty quick when I was younger. So I was still... Sm- I think I was pretty small, but I, got, I was strong, but I was... Um, medium height Yeah,
1: able to do tick a lot of boxes for them. Yeah. yeah. So would you have these routines pre-learned and then just have to quickly snap into performer mode? It, was it like that or was a lot of these shows improvised?
0: There was a bit of both. Yeah. Uh cuz I uh I started off in a group called the Magic Monkeys. Mm-hmm. So that was like a a school a school um circus program. So it was like cool. after-school circus program and the coaches would normally um, teach us the skills and then some of the students would put together a show and choreograph. So I I choreographed most of the acts that we did. Wow. Um, But a lot of it had to be improvised because our skill set was so wide ranged. Like there was people that could do amazing things. Some people could do crazy flips and then there was people in the middle like myself that could do a little bit of
1: everything. Mm, and mm-hmm. then there's
0: the other kids that, um,
1: They're just having a go at something new. Yeah, yeah. 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 Wow. That's like a nuts range of things to just be thrown into. So as you, um, as sort of like moving out of high school, how do you refine your, all of your incredible passions? There's like such a wide variety of things you know how to do. How do you refine that? That must've been really rough.
0: Um, Well, in circus, everything is so wide-ranged. Yeah. You know, you've got jugglers, uh, unicyclists, acrobats, Mm. uh, flyers, people that do aerials. And I don't think I've ever really excelled and been amazing at anything in particular, but um, because I can do a little bit of everything, I like to learn a little bit of everything. Mm. So I've transitioned that into all different other aspects of performing. So when I'm doing strip shows, uh, for example, I Mm. would... um, incorporate what I've learnt in tumbling in the circus or juggling mm. or um the lifts that you would do in circus, I would incorporate that into my strip shows. But then I also think, you know, there's there's strippers that can do stripping aspects of the shows better than me, but yep. I can use props different. Yeah. And again, I use my creative outlet to come up with something new and yeah. theme things that way. So
1: So is that like what was so interesting about strip work for you was the idea of just being like, I can harness all of these different things and put them into one show, one solo show?
0: Um, To be honest, I think I prefer circus and burlesque more than um, stripping. I do enjoy stripping. It's a lot of fun, but um, I've been doing strippings for 12 years, 12 years, I Mm. think. So I started off in circus and then I injured myself in Sydney and I had to quit that for a little while.
1: Damn, okay, yeah. Yeah,
0: so I think I was about 19 and around that point I was 18 and then I went to TAFE or... I uh, might be getting my timelines mixed up. I think I was 19 and then around that same time I switched to do stripping because I could still perform and let uh, out that creative yeah, outlet. Yeah. But... um
1: while being like semi-injured, still. Yeah. 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 Okay. Interesting. Because you like, can still yeah.
0: you can still strip with an injury, but <laughs> yeah. you can't do. Crazy circus tricks.
1: Can I ask what the injury was? You don't have to talk about it.
0: Uh, I dislocated both of my shoulders.
1: Jesus. Okay. I don't even know how you take a jacket off with two dislocated shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> you get, they get stripping and it's like, I can't, let's not do this. Yeah. Tear I, away. This is why tearaway is important.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just get the volunteers to take my clothes off. Ah, for smart. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> um. So you did talk a little bit about how there's like, obviously this interest in stripping has like translated into burlesque of late. What's been like the epitome of that move for you? Like what's been the change?
0: Um, well, when I'm doing strip shows, I'm trying to keep everything sexy. Mm. So I'm dancing and I'm moving centrally. Whereas with burlesque, I can do that. Plus I can incorporate, um, comedy into it. Yeah. I don't feel like I can do the comedy as much in stripping. Like I've, I've tried before. Um, a few months ago we had like a Barbie theme night at the strip club. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. It was a bit of fun. But, um, when I was in rehearsals for that, I was, um, doing the show, uh, in the rehearsals, I tried to keep my hands together like a Ken doll (laughs) and (laughs) I thought it was funny. And I'm like, that would work for a burlesque show. But the guys kept telling me that just looks awkward. You can't really do that. I'm like, yeah, well, make it fun. I'm being i being
1: accurate to the doll. <laughs>
0: yeah. Trying to be accurate to the doll. And I'm like, that would work in burlesque, but yeah. in stripping, they just, they prefer you to be more sexy than funny. Yeah. Yeah. So I like, I like being able to do both. Mm. That, that helps with, um, with burlesque because I can bling everything and I can look fancy and I can be sexy. And then at the same time, I can, um, let people laugh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, which
1: obviously you like. There's been like this comedy aspect to the work you've done as well. Did you? How did you go with stand-up? That's like, that's one of the, I don't know the hardest thing ever to me is like the idea of talking and trying to be funny consistently.
0: Yeah. Um, well, the first time I uh, performed that was really difficult. Really difficult because yeah. um, so they do this program, uh, this uh, Deadly Funnies mm. program. So mm-hmm. uh, I think it's like towards the end of the year. Uh, they hold a competition for Indigenous performers to do a stand-up thing, but they have a few weeks of, uh, like, workshopping with professional stand-up ah, comedians. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, everyone that's competing, they have a couple of weeks, few few days a week learning how to do stand-up. But um, the first time I was entered, I uh, I wasn't actually in any of the classes. So, like I said, my dad pushed me in the deep end. <laughs> wow. What he did is he called me up on a Thursday night and said, what are you up to tomorrow night? Um, and I said, oh, i got no plans. And he goes, well, well, meet me at this address in Frio um, and we'll we'll do something. I'm like, okay, cool. So I show up there and he's uh, talking to a bunch of people and I come over and I'm like, so what's the go? Are we going to get dinner or hmm. go sit show? And he goes, no, 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 here's a pen and paper. Write down some jokes. You've got to get on stage in two hours. So All it right. was really pushed in the deep oh end God. there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I had to just quickly come up with some jokes and – jump on stage and I was the only person that, um, actually I think there was two people that went up on stage with notes. Everybody mm. else had like memorized They had a few weeks of yeah, practice. They had time. Yeah. So I walked out there with my, with my notes and it was more like dot points of mm. something I thought was funny and try to tell it in a way. Yeah. Starting um,
1: with the story of how dad made me come here I. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> it was, it was really scary the first time. Um, And you actually I don't think I've ever got on stage to do stand-up and not been scared Mm. Um, because – very vulnerable. Yeah. Which
1: is funny when you're talking about like taking your clothes off, which should be the most vulnerable thing ever, but stand-up is like next level.
0: (laughs) Everybody says that, but when you do stripping and burlesque, you can have multiple different reactions to it and it can Mm. still be positive. Yeah. For example, if I'm doing a show and everybody's dumbfounded and they're like shocked and Mm -hmm. like in a good way, they could be silent and it could still be a good you can see their their reactions and their faces. Yeah. You're doing a good job. If they if they scream, you know you're doing a good job. <laughs> if like somebody cries, it's like, well you know, it maybe doesn't happen, moved, but yeah. maybe they're moved. <laughs> but in in stand up, you've only got two reactions. You've got laughter and silence. Whoa. And if you're not getting the laughter, then you know you're not doing well. Mm. So um before you get any laughs, that's that's one of the things that's gone through mine is um you know, I've just walked out here and I'm already failing because nobody's laughing even though you haven't started. Yeah. Like, well, maybe I got to come up with some funny intro and you overthink it too much, like I am right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, but I love that you I love that you said that cuz I didn't I hadn't really thought about that much as like there are only there are limited reactions in comedy whereas you can interpret reactions from burlesque a multitude of ways and most of them are positive if they're from silence to making noise they can be like great well that's the response i wanted based on the sort of acts that you're doing which is really cool um we're going to take a super quick pause because there's a cookie on my desk and i would like to eat it (laughs) um and then we'll come back and talk more about the local art scene that you're a part of
0: no worries
1: Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. And we're back. I'm still joined with Johnny. Thank you for allowing me to have a biscuit break. Um, so... Before we went to break, we were talking about just all of these different art forms that you had been like thrown into and engaged in. And you've said a few times that you've got like this ability to pick up quite a wide variety of different skills across many different artistic genres, which is super cool. I'm always very much in awe of a performer like yourself because I'm always like, I do one thing. (laughs) I'll just stay in my box. <laughs> um, so because you've engaged in so many different local art scenes, what are you loving about the Perth art scene as a whole right now?
0: I like I like most of the shows that I've seen. I, I think everybody has a lot of good talents and I like when people can, like, create something new that I mm. haven't thought of. Um,
1: that must be rare now, it,
0: though. It's pretty rare, yeah. It's, it's good to see, though, because, like... Um, there's a lot of times when I compare myself to my younger self and I think, well, ah. I can't do half of those things. But then <laughs> I see somebody um, who can take something so simple and turn it into something really amazing. And yeah. that just just makes me think, oh, I can get into my own head and create something new even if I don't have the skills to be able to do, you know, like a, a backflip, uh, triple backflip twist somersault thing. <laughs> yeah, Yeah, like... Younger me, could do all those things, but um, I can still be creative. Yes, yeah. totally.
1: Are there any shows that you've seen recently that have just like melted your brain with how awesome they've been?
0: I've seen some rope acts with uh, Danny Days. Have you heard of mm, him? Mm-hmm. Dave, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's had a bunch of shows. Everything by Carl Chaos.
1: Everything by Carl Chaos, 100%. Yeah. I kind <laughs> of fangirl
0: awesome? over Carl Chaos a bit. Yeah. Um, and Maddie Pope is mm. really good. Yeah. Um, I've also been working on coming up with duo shows with um uh Bobby Socks. Yeah. I like his shows. He's mm. really good. He's uh, very funny. He is funny. Super funny, yeah. 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 He's really good. I've seen we did I did a show with him. Um I think it was Chicago?
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah, the live um action while the film was playing that one. Yeah, yeah that yeah. one.
0: Yeah. And um I think his act that he did as uh for one of the scenes um I always used to sneak out of like the back room mm. where everybody's getting ready and like watch his his performance from the back, just looking at it. And it's oh, excuse me, I had a drink. I'm trying not to burp. Um, <laughs> yeah, all of his stuff was um, was really good. Uh, the way he was doing his act, and then in the background, his movements were doing exactly the same as what the character was on so on, cool. on the screen. Yeah, yeah, and he, you know, his lip synced it yeah. timing well yeah um so there was that um a lot of acts i see from bobby apples mm. yeah they're also simple but um, they're really funny yeah i've seen one act where she's taken off a glove but the glove has been like all the way up her arm and then the other one has been like a really short tiny, glove, yes. tiny <laughs> little glove or she's done one where she's had um uh, uh what's it called fairy floss
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: so she like pours water on herself or something, and then oh, it gets
1: stuck. It gets yeah.
0: stuck, but it like disappears. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and uh, balloons and um, yeah, like the the really creative, yeah, yeah, like the the, the skill set of um, what you need to be able to do to do those acts isn't um, isn't a lot, but to create that is that takes a lot of skill to be able to totally s- see something simple and then make it into art mm. and. Yeah, like, I think yeah. that's that's something that's really beautiful. And Cat also, she's, oh my gosh, yes, yeah, oh, she's right. got a lot of really good, really good acts. And I like because um, a lot of people w- when you see when they, when you talk about Cat as a performer, mm. they say that um, in her personal life when she's photographing people, she's a weirdo and and she seems <laughs> awkward, but she makes you comfortable. But she's really sexy on stage. Yes, yeah, and she's actually the one that helped us come up with. Um, our acts that we do with the rope. Oh, so,
1: amazing. Yeah, I think that was yeah.
0: five or six years ago. Um,
1: I think she's a chameleon too. Like, the, like obviously, as a photographer, her number one job is to make people feel comfortable. So, like, being, like, doing weirdo gremlin things. Make, <laughs> but that makes sense for that. Like, where it's, when she's on stage, she gets to embody, like, a totally different character because it's not about making you feel comfortable necessarily. It's about, like, making you feel aroused or making you laugh or making you, like, do all these other things. So, yeah, like, yeah she's... I could go on forever. She's great.
0: <laughs> yeah. I get a lot of my ideas through Kat. Um, that's why we work well when, mm-hmm. we, when we're when we performing new shows. So she came up with the idea for the sh- the first show we did with Rope where I would tie her up mm. and we would dance and do some acrobatics. So she came to me and said, I want to work on a new act. Um, I want you to tie me up while we dance and do acrobatics. That was pretty much the, the, the <laughs> idea. Exactly what she do said. Do
1: something with this. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So she gave me the idea and then I choreographed a show that was supposed to be like fifteen to twenty minutes long. Yeah, and then wow. we got told, um, no, we need to cut that down to like four minutes.
1: Ooh. I was like, I
0: can't I can't no. do that. Oh no. Yeah. I can't I can't do a twenty minute show in four minutes. Mm-hmm. So I think we um we negotiated and I think we got down to six minutes. <laughs>
1: Wow. So okay, you were really given the short end of the stick there. Jeez. Yeah,
0: but um, you know we pulled through. and ended up getting six minutes show. Um, yeah, but the ideas, a lot of the ideas come from the both of us. Mm. She'll chip in what to do, and um, when we perform together, I do try to be a little bit sexy, and I'm not. <laughs> I'm not trying to make it comedy, but she um, adds in a bit of the the flair to it. Yeah. So I'm concentrating on the tricks and the. Um, the technical aspects of it. This yeah. is how we're doing our ties. This is how we're doing our tricks. And then she um, adds in the um, frou-frou, like the
1: <laughs> Yes, no, I know what you mean. Yes, the jazz hands around the edges. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Obviously, people listening can't see, but I'm like waving my hands yeah, around.
1: Doing a very, very good jazz hands. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so she adds that in. And then we practice everything. And then uh, we record it and watch over. And then we watch and we say, okay, well, Johnny, you're... Um, you're sexy in bits here and there, but you, you really need to, um, you know, jazz hands it up in these sections sort of <laughs> thing. So.
1: Too much concentration face on the knots. We're going to have to sit down a bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. so good. Is it a different creative process? Obviously you're quite used to creating shows and storylines on your own and that's like a big part of the creative process. Was it a big jump to suddenly be like, oh, we're two minds now and we're going to figure this out this way?
0: No, I like, I like a challenge. I like yeah. being able to Put it together, and I have done other duo shows with other performers, mm. um, mostly other other guys. Like yeah. um, it would be the two of us doing a strip show, so we kind of mirror each other, and then some bits we would do lifts with the girls. Mm. Um, so it was a little bit different having a dance partner that's um, that that I'm working with, and not like a volunteer from a crowd with yeah. a guy with another guy that we're doing lifts together. But um, I I have choreographed a lot of shows in the circus as well, so yeah. it was pretty much just. Take those ideas and put it in with with cat as well.
1: It's so, really cool though, like yeah. really really fun thing to do, and to get to do it with your partner is like also an added bonus too. Yeah, yeah, which is just kind of fun. That's cool. Um, you were talking a bit before before we went into just like fangirling over cat, which again, I'll do whenever you want. <laughs> yeah. Um, we were talking a bit about like these different incredible masculine performers like Chaos, like Socks, like Pope, like all of these these big names that have been doing a lot. Do you think that Perth has sort of grown in there like Burlesque, maybe specifically burlesque and circus representation of like different masculine techniques and abilities because I know that burlesque used to be very much rooted in the femme, yeah. In, I think in the, burlesque specifically,
0: I think the representation's gotten a lot better. There's yeah. a lot more, a lot more male representation mm. than, than I was used to a long time ago, yeah. Totally, yeah. Um, I do think there are still a lot of like feminine, um, performances wise with uh, a lot of the guys in burlesque, totally, yeah, yeah. Like there's, um there's a lot of drag kings that I think are really amazing performers. Mm. I've seen them do their thing and um, I think that's really cool. But um, when it comes to like turning it into a masculine performance, um, like because I run a couple of Boylesque uh, uh, classes. Mm. So right now I'm in the middle of doing an eight-week course and there's a lot of things that you can change. Uh, For example, if you're doing like – Hip gyrating. Yes. If your feet are together and you do your hip gyrating, you look like you're uh, more feminine, doing like a um, like a belly dance type thing. But if you split your legs right apart Mm. and do the same same movement with your chest open, you've all like just switched from doing a feminine um, belly belly dance type thing to doing a masculine hip gyrating.
1: Yeah, that's really interesting. These like little shifts yeah. in the way that you present these very similar moves to create like a different perception of them. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. So, like, I am like looking at a lot of performers doing um, drag king. Like a lot of the um, boylesque, there is a lot of um, masculine and feminine energy in both totally, of it. Totally. Yeah. But also, they're doing so many different tricks. Uh, for example, Maddie Pope and um, Kyle Chaos. They're these acrobatic guys. Yeah. So. Um, it's sexy, regardless of whether they're masculine or feminine oh, in that 100%, moment. Yeah, yeah, they're amazing. But um, I do think a lot of the the drag kings could work on um, trying to like o- open their stance or try to be a little bit more masculine in okay, yeah. some of their performances. Yeah, yeah, because they they do really well in the shows, mm. but um, some of it's still a little bit uh, feminine, I think. Yeah, because like if you look at drag queens, they they're still they're they're feminine, mm-hmm. and then the drag kings are still some of them are still pretty feminine, so I'm like if they if they s- changed it up just a little bit with a couple of things it would um I feel it would make them like stand out a little.
1: It's great that classes like yours exist now because like that wasn't something that five years ago I, or I wouldn't have thought would have existed in the space to be like, here is a place where you can learn these subtle changes that w- might make your performance, if you want to make your performance more masculine at all. Obviously, it's all subject to interpretation. Yeah, that, that's one
0: thing I tell to my students because yeah. some of them, they might have a character that's not masculine. So mm. I'm like, well, look, if that's what you want, change it yeah. up this way. Yeah.
1: yeah, there's like a totally different ways that you can present it, which is really cool because I don't, yeah, do, were classes like, this is a more recent development for Johnny, right? Like it's not something that's been around for like five plus years and I've just been living under a rock? Am I? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, phew.
0: (laughs) No, this is, yeah, this is recent.
1: But that's so cool. Like that's a, that's an awesome step that that Perth is taking. Definitely like doing more of that stuff.
0: It's a difficult one because there's a lot of, I feel like everything can always be improved on. Oh, totally. Because room is room for improvement. So Mm. like.
1: The moment we stop growing is like, man, why bother?
0: Yeah. I've got a lot of ideas for shows that, um, like the spaces, I need a lot of room to be able to, throw things in the air or... Mm. Oh um, my God, it's ceiling heights. Yeah. And then I think one thing that I don't like about some of the venues is, or most of the venues, probably all of them now... <laughs> um, Nobody likes glitter. And it's like, that is, that is a big part of burlesque. I know, it's so so
1: heartbreaking. Why
0: can't I just dive in a pool of glitter and (laughs) just mess up your entire venue? Why
1: can't I mess up your venue? How dare you? How dare you stop me from
0: destroying your venue (laughs) because I want to have fun. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I want to make people find glitter in their underwear for the next three weeks.
0: (laughs) Well, minimum. Yeah. (laughs) I think I'm still finding glitter everywhere yeah <laughs> from a show I did 10 years ago totally yeah more more mess uh
1: more mess allowances would be really cool just across the board because I know there's a lot of like venue especially around fringe time and I kind of appreciate around fringe because often your bump out is like 15 20 minutes so you don't really have a lot of time to like clear the stage of wet work and glitter yeah. and the rest of it but like for the rest of the year it's like hey yeah. Hi, I'll go on last and I'll bring a vacuum. <laughs> yeah. It's I, cool.
0: Yeah. I was actually working on like a uh, a cultural act mm. incorporating burlesque into it.
1: Cool. Yeah. But yeah.
0: that, again, is a lot of glitter. So I don't think I'll ever get to be able to perform it unless I get booked like for an outside venue. And then I have to find um, like glitter that, that works with like won't destroy the environment or whatever.
1: Biodegradable glitter and stuff. Yeah. That's
0: what I was looking for. All yeah. All that,
1: all that good stuff. Yeah. Which is another whole task. And even that, like, and then you kind of ruin the ambience of it all if you, like, finish this amazing glitter act and then you run off stage and come back on with a broom. (laughs) Kind of, it kind of kills the vibe just a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Well, I think that everybody should be booking you for incredibly large glitter performances (laughs) on festival stages outside (laughs) with biodegradable glitter. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Tell Uh, us where to find you.
0: Yeah. uh, Well, I'm going to be performing again at the Kings of Boylesque.
1: Oh my God. Yay. That's coming back. That's so good. Yeah. 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 So definitely check that out. There's going to be
0: a couple of new performers. Um, I'm pretty sure Carl always wants us to do new shows as well. So Mm. everybody that you've seen in there before is going to be doing something new. Hell Um, yeah.
1: If you've gone, you have not seen this one yet. Go back.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think there's two new guys. Um, I, I'm not sure off the top of my head. I haven't looked at the group chat because I've been super busy. Or <laughs> well,
1: maybe it's not been announced yet. So who knows what the rules are regarding all that stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: So I can't say <laughs> that anyways. Um, but you're in
1: it. Wink, wink.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. in it. A couple <laughs> other guys are in it. There's two new guys. Um, I'm also going to be performing. F- um, Do you know my attention? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She's producing a few shows. Um, <clears throat> uh, Licentious.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yes, yeah, so I'll be performing for Licentious. Um, that should be at Fringe as well, but I'm pretty sure there's another show in December. I've it just all gone falls blank.
1: No, nah, it's all good. It always falls out of your head. So what, we can, what we should do is just say that, like, you've got all of that on your Instagram. You'll chuck it all up on there when you advertise shows. Is that the best place to find you?
0: Yeah, or cat's Instagram because I <laughs>
1: Yeah, we'll chuck your Instagram and Kat's Instagram in the show notes today and then people can click on those links and find all of the incredible shows you're both in coming up. Yeah. That's probably a really good way to do it too. I think
0: the hardest thing for me to advertise shows that I'm supposed to be in is um, I, it, Kat and I share like a, um, a calendar. Yeah. And I tell her about it and then she adds it to the calendar. So it's there <laughs> and then I forget about it until we get closer to <laughs> when I'm supposed to be performing. I love that, yes. Yeah, and then I've forgotten who's booked me. For what? And then... Um, but it's
1: in, the it's in the calendar. It's in the calendar. Yeah, and
0: Kat sets aside times where we're supposed to rehearse for shows. So we'll be <laughs> practising a show or she'll be making me practise my own show for another act. And she'll be like, oh, you you have to work on this for this particular act. For example, I've got to do a new show for uh, Bogan Lesk.
1: Oh, my gosh, yes. Which it's is a in a few... Show, which is in a couple of weeks, yeah. Yeah,
0: that's in a couple of weeks. So Kat's got a class um, and then I've got a class and... We've all got different themes for that, so I think I've got five people on my class performing, and then, um, and then I'm also doing a new solo act for that as well. Would I be allowed? Am I allowed to say what I'm supposed to do for that? I should be allowed to. I eh? mean,
1: this would probably come out after that, so yeah, you can talk about it because it will already be done. Yeah, Yeah, so so go go for it. This one come out to December thirteenth. Yeah, uh, for those listening in real time. Um, so yeah, you'll be fine to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm pretty sure it, I... it happened, and you know what? It went really good. It was amazing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm supposed to be doing a, a barbecue dad sort cool. of theme. So I'll be out there doing a dance um, in like the uh, the the apron. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm gonna try and find an apron that's got like boobies on it or something.
1: Oh yeah, Get cat to make you one. Cats great at making. making cool shirts and stuff yeah I ask
0: her to make too many things I've got to try to be (laughs) a little bit more independent because she does my schedule and she works out my um when I'm supposed to be training and Mm. um or training like for shows not like staying in shape yeah that I try to do on my own (laughs) um yeah so she, she does everything for me so I probably should try to do something on my own
1: learn how to costume I love a stapler gun no one else loves a stapler gun, but I love a stapler gun to make my costumes. Yeah. I get read for it all the time.
0: <laughs> I do um, actually make some of our props. Like cool. I'm making I'm making props for my class. Yeah? Yeah. What's the prop? Uh, it's uh, um, jackhammers. So I'm not cool. going to go out and spend heaps, uh, like, no. hundreds of dollars on real jackhammers. So I'm just um, getting some PVC pipe and putting that together, yeah. bolting it in place cool. and then putting some springs in it so that one of the yeah, so it bounces yeah. in and out. And yeah, so um, I'm making those and then I'm going to try and make other things. Um, I'm supposed to be working on building a new rig because mm. Kat and I, we do suspension acts. Yeah. And I'm working on building something that's like bigger than nice. that. Nice. So cool. I might be able to build that myself. Um, yeah.
1: Well, you'll have to jump onto Johnny and Kat's Instagram to see where you can see, like, the jackhammers and the rigs and all of this amazing stuff that they both (laughs) have coming up. Super cool. Um, Well... Uh, That's literally the end of the show. You did it. Congratulations. Uh, You can find Johnny at Johnny underscore entertainer on Instagram um, and you'll find the details in our show notes today. And as always, if you like this podcast, you can rate and review on whatever app you're currently listening to or send us a message to waexposepod at gmail.com and we'll ask our next incredible guest. Thank you so much for joining me. This has been so fun.
0: No worries. Thank you. WA
1: Exposé is an independent production. Our artwork was created by Georgia Sassenfeld and our theme music is Corrosive by Aria Scarlet and M. Burrows. You can find out more about the podcast or live shows at ariascarlet.com forward slash WA Exposé. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen